Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs, and welcome to The Great America Show. Good of you to join us. Looks like Chicago got some more of that creepy woke thing. Brandon Johnson, mayor-elect, already claiming the righteous high ground as the civic cesspool around him teems with violence and corruption. Hundreds of teens this weekend smashing cars, fighting in the streets, blocking traffic, wilding without consequence. The mayor-elect had a few trite words for everyone. He said it's, quote, not constructive to demonize youth, end quote. And so the cycle of destruction begins anew in Chicago. Don't you dare demonize death and pain. No, this is Chicago. Chicago, of course, is corrupt. That's conditioned normal in any big Marxist-run metropolis, eastern, western, or midwestern. Lots happening in those cities, and not much of it is good. And lots of fireworks as the House Judiciary Committee held a field hearing in New York City. Here's Chairman Jim Jordan on justice in Manhattan. Today's hearing is about the administration of justice and keeping communities safe, something that has always been a central focus of the House Judiciary Committee. Our witnesses today have felt the effects of crime up close and personal. They've been victimized by a justice system that cares more about political correctness than punishing the criminals who've harmed them and harmed their family. We thank them for being here and sharing their story. Their stories are emblematic of a city that's lost its way when it comes to fighting a crime and upholding the law. As we all know, fairness under the law is a bedrock principle of American democracy. In this country, justice is supposed to be blind, regardless of race, religion, or creed. However, here in Manhattan, the scales of justice are weighed down by politics. For the district attorney, justice isn't blind. It's about looking for opportunities to advance a political agenda a radical political agenda. Rather than enforcing the law, the DA is using his office to do the bidding of left-wing campaign funders. He's taken a soft-on-crime approach to the real criminals. And Congressman Matt Gates calls out DA Bragg sponsor George Soros. Crime rates that my colleagues keep talking about, and to the extent that there is an impact on crime rates in major cities, I would suggest that that is exactly what you get with the Sorosization of the United States justice system, and in places like New Orleans, Louisiana, in places like Tampa, Florida, in Jacksonville, Florida, in Tucson, Arizona. Increasingly, George Soros is putting in upwards of $40 million to elect 75 uh, DAs. The Marxist Dems, who run this impaired president of ours, also, of course, runs what was once the Democrat Party. By the way, whatever happened between the Democrat National Committee and their once go-to attorney at law, gunslinger and fixer, election maven and vote conjurer, Mark Elias? Not high standards, but big results for the Dems for years. I once suggested that the Republicans should hire Mark Elias for lots of money, too. 
if for no other reason than to learn how to fight, fight hard, and win. Now's your chance, Rana. Be sure to bring your checkbook. And speaking of money, House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer says the Biden family enterprise has six more Biden family members who've been involved in what Comer calls shady business deals. More Biden corruption, and we're told, big, big money. We're also learning that the House investigators are looking for a connection between the intel agencies and the Biden administration. And how worried is our puppet president? Well, not very. He went on a trip to the old country he did, with son Hunter and sis Valerie, and loved the old sod he did. Lots of the green everywhere he went, and how old Joe loves the green, so long as he gets, of course, his proper cut. Our guest today is the inimitable Cash Patel, attorney, author of children's books, former chief of staff to the defense secretary, chief of staff to House Intel Chairman Devin Nunes, and former top DOJ official to boot. Cash Patel. And Cash, it's great to have you back with us. The Biden administration troubled with classified documents, the Pentagon leaks, people just leaving the presidential itinerary lying around in the streets of Belfast. This regime with all kinds of sins and sorrows. You're right. That's the factual pattern by the Biden administration. Let's hone in on this hone in on this leaks thing. So look, as a former deputy director of national intelligence, have a little bit of idea of what kind of information exactly we're talking about based on public reporting Mm -hmm. with this leak from the DOD. And it's not just secret information, it's top secret compartmented information because it has to do with operational warfare planning. It has to do with Mossad intelligence. It has to do with the Russia and the Chinese and their responses in the Ukraine. That is some of the most sensitive collection we have. The reason I bring this up is because even if you have a security clearance, 98% of government employees don't have access to this compartmented information. And now with the breaking news, if it's accurate, that some 21-year-old Air National Guardsman in Massachusetts is the mastermind, the next Julian Assange and uh, the Snowden put together, I don't buy it for one second. I don't believe that the Biden administration only just recently found out about it. I think they've been trying to get containment on it for months and it slipped away from them. And now they're going to make this arrest and probably pin it on this guy, but there's no way he had access alone. Someone gave it to him, either inside government or a contractor, or he negotiated with somebody in the government who wanted this information out for whatever reason. So I think we're just getting started. And it goes to your point, Lou, national security and classified information, you know, from Belfast to America, they don't have a handle on it. And we still don't have any resolution on all those classified, top secret classified uh, documents that uh, the President Biden had in his possession, President Trump had in his, uh, and, and the list goes on. We're there's a lot of noise here, and it makes me very suspicious, because as you say, uh, President Biden says from uh, from from Ireland, oh, there's you know nothing of any significance in all of this that's been leaked. But everyone's hair was hair of fire in, in the Pentagon about it, uh, so that kind of, you know, gave away the uh, the store on what was really going on here. Uh, how, when I look at this, I say, how could a twenty one year old in intelligence, whatever he's assigned, but he's in an Air National Guard unit? How could he be handling that kind of information? It makes no sense. And also, while he's at Fort Bragg. 
which is an airborne uh, assault uh, and the 82nd Airborne home. It just doesn't make any sense, does it? Well, not only does it not make sense, it doesn't make sense because he should not have access to this period. There is no way he should have access to the Ukrainian troop deployment cycle and the operational authorities and preparedness that the United States of America is undertaking. Your position on the Ukraine, anyone's position on the Ukraine aside, that sort of material is specifically reserved for the Office of the Secretary of Defense and the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff to advise the President and the Secretary on how to operate in a theater of war. Here's the troubling part for the Biden administration. You pointed out, of course, they don't believe for one second when Joe Biden says, nothing to see here. It's why his Secretary of Defense and everybody else has been scrambling to get a hold on this thing. But more importantly, the Biden administration has spent the better part of the last year plus trumpeting their plan in the Ukraine to spend $110 billion of American money and telling the world we are succeeding. The intelligence, if accurately reported, that was disclosed by this individual and group shows the exact opposite. That is the Biden administration's intelligence community and the Department of Defense has documented and collected intelligence through sensitive sources to say what? The mission in the Ukraine is failing and is at a stalemate. That is a detrimental blow to the lie that Joe Biden has been telling the world as to our success in the Ukraine. For why? For what purpose? So he can have the fake news media gin up his headlines and make him look good. And now he's been undercut by his own regime. The idea of Joe Biden looking good at anything, Cash, <laughs> I, I can't visualize it. I can't imagine it. I can't conjure it. Uh, this is a man who is mentally impaired. Uh, he is obviously not well. And further, he is a puppet president uh, in every aspect that one could imagine uh, with those terms. A puppet president. And the Marxist Dems are leading the Democratic Party and they're leading him. And it looks like they're leading him by the nose. Your thoughts? Well, that's just it. I mean, Joe Biden, of course, if you take a look at him for any period of time that exceeds three seconds, take this past weekend, for instance, when he was asked by Al Roker if he was going to run for president and he started talking about rolling Easter eggs up in Hill, literally. I mean, this is the commander in chief. And I wish we weren't joking about him because from a national security perspective, Lou, I'm even cheering for the guy. I don't want him to fail in Afghanistan or Ukraine or the South China Sea or Taiwan or our border or the drug trade or fentanyl or TikTok. But they're failing on every single one of those measures, not by a political metric, but by a fact based metric. The number of deaths that we have from the CCP fentanyl flooding our streets, over 100,000. The number of intelligence um, assets that have been deployed by the Chinese Communist Party through their digital fentanyl program, TikTok. And then, of course, we just talked about what's going on in the Ukraine. And we haven't even discussed the posturing in the South China Sea by Xi Jinping performing aerial drills in and around Taiwan. And this president isn't even on the call sheet when the Saudis broker a deal courtesy of Xi Jinping with Iran, the number one state sponsor of terror, to replace the petrodollar with the petroyuan and provide Iran with enough material to reach achieve nuclear weapons grade programming. This is what's happening on Joe Biden's watch. Now, I know they're going to blame Donald Trump for it, like they always do, uh, just like they tried to blame the Afghan withdrawal on us and Donald Trump. But the facts don't support their positions.
No, the facts don't support them. Truth is never very friendly uh, to the Biden administration. Uh, they're just not acquainted with truth uh, sufficiently to be familiar with its handling. Uh, the the idea that we are watching Xi Jinping uh, rattle sabers, scabbards, you name it, everything in the uh, in the arsenal is being rattled in the Strait of Taiwan right now, and. There isn't a response from the United States, the United States Navy, not the Air Force. What in the world would require a response if not this level of threat against Taiwan? You're absolutely right. Uh, Xi Jinping has made Taiwan into what Putin made Ukraine into for Russia. And if this type of show of force and military posturing and threat level increase doesn't get the awareness of the Biden administration, I fear the only thing that will is something that's too late. Now, hopefully, and I don't believe Xi Jinping is going to evade anytime soon, but you never know with him. The deterrent that used to be the United States of America when it came to global diplomacy and peace is gone. The Biden administration has literally lit that deterrent credibility on fire by implementing programs that focus on what? climate change and the weather at the Department of Defense instead of subduing our adversaries in the CCP, Russia, and elsewhere. And this is what you get. You have Xi Jinping going around the world, literally, saying he's going to be the global peacemaker. The man currently responsible for three separate forms of genocide in mainland China today is going around telling the world he's the global peacemaker. And then you have buffoons like Macron going over to Beijing to bend the knee to Xi Jinping and then come back to Europe and tell his Western allied partners that America is no longer to be listened to. We must find our own way. If that doesn't tell you everything you need to know, that the French position with the Biden administration is to supplant America's place in the world as the leader of this world, then nothing else will. And the, all they care about is how much lies can we sprinkle around through the fake news mafia so that we can get Joe Biden elected again. That has been their singular goal since day one. But they just uh, care about politics too much, Lou, uh, to care about the actual defense of this nation. And I'm terrified as to what Xi Jinping is going to be doing next in Taiwan. I'm glad some of our leaders are going over there, but it's not enough. We're talking with Cash Patel. We're going to take up China and its threat. We're going to be taking up Russia and its war on Ukraine. We're talking with Cash Patel, and we'll be right back after this quick message from our sponsors. Stay with us. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
We're back now. We're talking with Cash Patel. Cash, let me turn to, first of all, the Nord Stream pipeline and just who blew it up. President Trump now says unequivocally it was Joe Biden. Your thoughts? Wow. I'm glad you brought that up because people didn't bring it up when it happened. And when President Trump shut down Nord Stream 2, the Democrats and the radical left-wing media thought the world was going to end. But we did it for a national security purpose because we didn't want Vladimir Putin providing or being the sole provider of energy to the number one powerhouse economy in Europe, Germany, and others, because it gives them an intelligence outlet right into their economy and government. Now, you know, I'm not sure who blew up the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. The Biden administration has flat out said they have not, but I don't have any trust in them in their national security maneuvering. And so when President Trump says he thinks Joe Biden has done it, he's got a lot of ground to stand on to make that statement because President Trump, without getting into the weeds, knows the powers that a commander in chief has to protect this nation. Now, if Joe Biden was dumb enough to try to pull a ruse over the CCP and blow up the pipeline and blame, I don't know who, then we are going to be in trouble because the Russians are going to find out it was us because that's what they're going to want to know. And whether or not it was us putting that aside, they're going to say it was us anyway because they want the propaganda to spread that we were interfering in their um, domestic uh, capabilities uh, that are solely within the sovereign power of the Russian country. So I, I don't know who did it. Honestly, if it was us in the Trump administration and we did it, you'd never have known about it. Uh, but that's the difference. You know, that's what we did in the national security apparatus of the Trump administration. We upheld the no fail mission. We didn't chase the headline and the narrative, um, even though he was up for reelection. We didn't do that, not even in the presidential transition and not even in the Afghanistan withdrawal. We put the country first. Well, and it's it's certainly easy for all of us to remember when Biden said that they could blow up that pipeline, uh, which makes it uh, all the more suspicious. Uh, we also know full well that he basically invited uh, Vladimir Putin into Ukraine with his comments about uh, tolerating a quote unquote minor incursion. Uh, he, he is he has been an extraordinary example of ineptitude uh, and a man who seems to be compromised in so many ways, and certainly his loyalties. Uh, you could be excused for considering them divided. Uh, your your reaction. And that's just it. That's just it. it. They care more about how they appear than doing the work. And that's the, the ironic thing, Lou, is that's what the charge from the fake news mafia was of the Trump administration. But the Trump administration, from a national security perspective and law enforcement, which I can speak to, ended the forever wars, stopped the drug trade on our southern border, took on Xi Jinping in China by doing what? Expelling their diplomats putting in place such high tariffs so that we balance the trade embargo that is so upside down, making it unaffordable to buy Chinese goods and services when China was stealing our state secrets around the world and things like that. Then at least leaders like Vladimir Putin and the guy in North Korea, Kim Jong-un, would take President Trump's calls because they had that respect for the commander in chief that they might not like him and he might not like them, 
but he had the ability to get along with them and say, hey, hang on a second. You can't make these moves. Just picture it, Lou, and this is definitely your wheelhouse of stuff on the economy. If the United States loses the petrodollar as the backing currency, uh, the reserve currency for the energy markets around the world, we have literally, and I heard it today on the radio, it's like losing a world war. That's what it equates to economically because China is running around saying to Saudi Arabia and others, we don't need the US dollar. We'll do, your, we'll do it. We will manipulate our currency, which is unlawful, but they do it every day, so that we devalue the dollar, we prop up your regime, and we provide you with the resources and minerals that you need. And they are winning against, I hate to say it, against the United States of America because our priorities for the national security of this, of this uh, administration is I don't know what they are. It, literally, I re nobody knows what they are because they change on any given day based on what the media cycle is. And then we haven't even talked about the implosion that is our justice system, which used to be the check on things like this. Well, let's let's talk about that. And Jack Smith, the special counsel going after President Trump now, not for the classified documents that the FBI illegally raided his home in Mar-a-Lago for, uh, they are going after him because he was fundraising off what he called uh, campaign lies, electoral uh, lies. I mean, what in the world is this guy doing? He looks, by the way, like some sort of evil, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know what you would call him. His face is not exactly warm and uh, friendly like uh, he, he just he's got a terrible demeanor about him and i i want to get your reaction to why he's even bothering well he's bothering because they politicized and weaponized doj look as a former national security prosecutor and a public defender before that where you know we used to care about the rule of law now they care about the rule of politics they will find the man and then convict him of the crime that they made up just so he is removed from being one of their competitors and they've been going after donald trump for you know, since Russiagate to Jan 6, to Ukraine impeachment one, two, and now fast forward to the special counsel investigation. This is the eighth year. The this eighth is, year. Yeah, eighth year. <laughs> You're right. The eighth year. And I can't, I don't even know what number investigation it is. But the fact that we, through the truth, uh, defeated the possibility of a prosecution on classified documents ground, because there was no factual basis for it when it came to Donald Trump, they're now drifting into Alvin Bragg territory possible campaign finance violations that don't actually exist. But if we bring it in DC and we bring it to a rigged jury, then we don't really have to bring an actual charge like Alvin Bragg. We can just make one up and then we will have our gotcha moment for Donald J. Trump. What they haven't realized and what President Trump has, and I've been talking to him a lot about this lately, is the two-tier system of justice is not a right-wing conspiracy theory anymore. It never was. But when you and I were talking about Russiagate six, seven years ago, people thought we were nuts. There's no way the FBI partnered with the Democratic Party to lie to a federal judge, to illegally surveil a presidential candidate and withhold evidence of innocence from its targets. But that's exactly what happened. And if you take it down, down the road to this investigation, now Donald Trump has brilliantly, after the Alvin Bragg banana show, shown the world that, hey, it might be me in this indictment, on this investigation, but you're next. The 85 million people that voted for Donald Trump and their families and friends could be targeted because the DOJ, the FBI, the state attorney generals, and the district attorneys have told us 
We are basing our prosecutions and investigations based on your political orientation, what you post, where you post it. And oh, by the way, you don't have to believe me or you, you, Lou. The fact it has now been proven that the FBI wanted to embed sources in Christian houses of worship and that they were targeting people if they used terminology like based and red pilled because they in the FBI training manual define that as racist extremist behavior. So you are a domestic violent terrorist if you are a faith based person and or you utilize terminology um, in a fashion that the FBI defines incorrectly but they don't care about that. They just want their agents to go out there and persecute based on politics. And uh, that's a tragic day in America. I'm a big law enforcement proponent guy and the FBI and DOJ have a long way to go for reform and Congress has a ton of work. The subpoenas, I'm not seeing them come out fast enough from some of these committees. Some of them are, but some of them just aren't and they need to get their act together. And I, I think there's no question about that. They don't have a lot of time they have to move, and I am glad to see at least some people now are marked for those subpoenas. Uh, I now, I, like you, I just want them served and move this process ahead at uh, at inconvenient, hard work uh, mode for these people. I roll up their sleeves, don't go home to the district. Let's get it. Let's get to work. I want to. I want to close here with a, a discussion about. Uh, what is happening in, in, in the country when it comes to illegal immigration, when it comes to border security, uh, and why nothing nothing can be done. Uh, the, I remember vividly uh, when President Trump was uh, in office, he was being sued left and right for everything he did. There is no Republican lawsuit against any of these policies, against uh, against their, whatever the course may be, uh, whatever the subject may be. Why isn't there more of a lawfare approach from the right? Because they really cannot sit here and just keep taking punches uh, for the next year. Well, I think, Lou, the number one reason is what you said. We're not challenging them. Where are the Republican state attorney generals? in places like Louisiana, Missouri, Arkansas, Texas, and elsewhere. Where are the district attorneys prosecuting these types of crimes like BLM commits? Where are they challenging the border security legislation that needs to be in place so that we could stop the flood of illegal immigration and the illegal narcotics flow? I mean, they are completely absent. As much as Biden is to blame, the Republican Party for not unifying under state authorities to challenge the Biden administration's failure is a tantamount failure, from my opinion, in national security. We're talking with Cash Patel. Please stay with us for this brief message from our sponsors, and Cash and I will be right back. Stay with us. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, 
propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. We're back now talking with Cash Patel, and the subject is a, a nation that is in deep, deep trouble. Uh, we have a, an impaired president, a puppet president, a, a, an inept administration, and a cabal of Marxist Dems driving the Democratic Party, as well as most of the federal government. I have to say, Cash, I, I think that right now most Americans don't appreciate that the federal government is almost fully in the control of the Marxist Dems. Uh, there is very little latitude for uh, for any kind of slip up here by the Republicans. And I don't see the Republican Party doing much more uh, than they did in 2022 uh, in, in that election. It's a little frightening to think there's no organization around Donald Trump. There's no organization for the Republican Party and the federal government is a power unto uh, the Marxist systems themselves. No, you're absolutely right. There's not enough Republicans that were elected to Congress to represent our interests actually doing so. So many are hiding, ducking cover, waiting and hoping that Donald Trump isn't the next Republican presidential nominee. And of course, you and I both know that he will be. But they're so hoping that he's not because they don't want another Trump administration. They almost don't want it more than the radical left wing Democrats who are so anti-Trump. That's one of our internal critical problems that we haven't seemed to resolve. But the only way you can resolve it in Congress, in my experience, is by embarrassing them into doing their jobs. And that's not to say everyone's not doing it. A lot of good folks are. There's a lot of great guys like the Jim Jim Erdens and Comers and Gateses of the world who are out there, at least Stefanik, or pump or you know, hammering the ground saying, we need these investigations, we need these subpoenas, but we need more of that. And that can only come from a chorus of Americans who forces our elected leadership uh, especially the Republicans in Congress to act. I mean, one test we'll see is if they permit the replacement of Dianne Feinstein on the Senate Judiciary Committee so that more of Biden's judicial appointees can get through. But returning to the border, it's a fact now that terrorists and people with known terrorist affiliations are crossing over our southern border illegally and disappearing into the United States of America at a rapid clip. Just think about that. Terrorists and known terrorist affiliates are coming into USA and our law enforcement authorities allow it under Joe Biden. And worse yet, they don't track them and they don't know where they are. That's not a Cash Patel statement. That's an admission by the Secretary of Homeland Security, Mayorkas, and the failures of the border policy that we were just talking about. If that doesn't wake up Americans and our elected leadership in Congress, I really don't know what will, Lou. And tragically, I... I I fear the day that we have to live through another horrific terrorist acts act or, or, or the like, or we're now living through another Assange style release of information, possibly here uh, of unlawful disclosure of epic proportions before enough people start to pay attention, especially our elected officials. So we just have to keep on pummeling this out there and making sure everyone that listens to this calls 
into Washington and reminds those people who they work for and where the accountability must come from. Because it's not going to come from Biden's executive branch. And we certainly don't think it's going to come from the judicial branch. So constitutional oversight of Congress is what we have left. And uh, it's slipping away. But um, maybe, just maybe, a few brave Republicans will will seize it and um, and show us what the powers of Congress can do. I want to ask you if you think it's time to get rid of the federal police, uh, the Biden administration bragging about what they're doing with $80 billion with the IRS, uh, which means more audits for everyone, not not just those making over $400,000, it turns out, despite the president's protestations. Uh, but is it time to get rid of the federal police? And by that, I mean the FBI. Uh, I mean the Internal Revenue Service agents. This is... Uh, this is starting to be a government that is not only declared war on American citizens, but they're well armed and and equipped uh, to win the war uh, out of hand. You're, don't you agree? Here's my I have a thought on this. I think we should take the Hoover FBI headquarters building, which is the size of a New York City square block in downtown Washington, D.C., shut that building down and reopen it as a museum of the deep state and allow all Americans to frequent it for free so they can see what type of corruption happens when police powers are granted without limit and politically targeted operations are permitted. What I do think should happen in reality is every law enforcement agency needs to be severely trimmed and some of them need to be folded on into each other because what government does is overcorrect by creating new agencies to solve problems that they never end up solving. They just create more by their political abuses of their authorities. For example, the FBI's 10,000, however many thousand people work at FBI headquarters building. I want to redistribute all those folks back into the field. FBI agents chasing criminals. Just think about it, Lou. Stopping crime, drug trafficking and murder taking on those individuals who dare to harm our children. We don't need thousands of people in Washington doing nothing but pushing paper and getting in the way. That's just one example of how we can reform the FBI. Now, the IRS, that's another thats another example that we're going to need uh, congressional help on. They're going to have to strip that funding, remove those 87,000 agents, and make sure we not only not hire 87,000 new agents, but probably terminate thousands of people that are already on the books. Because that, in my opinion, whether I was working at ODNI or DOJ or FBI or the White House or DOD, is the same. Too many people in too many agencies think that their jobs exist to justify some sort of solution that isn't wanted. And that's the problem. Congress just waves their wand and says, "Okay, we got a national security problem. Let's hire a bunch more people. That's the wrong attitude. And the corruption then just stems from within there. Because they, all they want to do, instead of saying, yes, let me help make America safer, they just say, nope, how do I make a name for myself, move up the ranks? And also, if we can do use it to get Donald Trump, let's do that. So I think these agencies and departments need massive reform. It's what I dive into into my book, Government Gangsters, that's um, still on pre-sale, if you can believe it, because this DOD won't release my manuscript. But um, we outline in there the congressional levers, the personnel levers. And the things I just talked about to you that we will um, utilize, as Donald Trump put out when he released uh, the pre-sale of my book, the roadmap to winning back the White House and restoring the agencies and departments to serve the American people. Because at the end of the day, that's what they failed to do. They ended up serving their own egos, i.e. the Mark Milleys, Brad Rosensteins, Gina Haspels, Paul Nakasonis, Mark Espers of the world have shown us. 
And it doesn't matter if you're Democrat or Republican. We have to stop that revolving door and um, and reorganize them, the lobbyist industry and the defense industrial complex. You know, I, I remind this audience every day that this government is at war with the American people. And anyone who talks about anything less just is not being straightforward and forthright. You're talking exactly as you feel and as you see it. Uh, you've been in the trenches and in the battle for a very long time, and you uh, probably have the highest victory count of anyone <laughs> uh, in that battle with the deep state, certainly. Uh, the, the, the government, the DOJ, the FBI, those agencies, their idea of a, of a criminal, the Marxist idea of a criminal is uh, parents uh, at a school board yeah. or the, the MAGA uh, supporters of, of Donald Trump. And we've got to change that. We've got to change it right away or we're going to lose the country as well as the government. Uh, and we want to recommend uh, Cash's book to you highly. Uh, the Government Gangsters, are uh, it's a great title. I love it. And as Cash just said, it's on pre-sale still. We hope you get it off, uh, get it through the process, uh, the, the approval process as quickly as possible. But again, the book, uh, The Government Gangsters and by Cash Patel, a great, great American. Cash, thanks for being with us here today. As always, we appreciate it, and God bless you. Thanks so much, Lou. I always be in, I enjoy being on your show and look forward to catching you guys soon again. Cash Patel, a great American. And here tomorrow, our guest will be the White House stenographer for almost two decades, Mike McCormick. He can't seem to get anyone to listen to his revealing stories about Biden corruption, stories that he says he saw up close. Mike McCormick, the FBI won't listen, but we will. And so should you if you like very fascinating tales of corruption in high places. Please join us tomorrow for The Lowdown. Till then, thanks and God bless you.